1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing an awesome message with you that's entitled, Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God, something God wants every born-again believer to do, including me and you. All of us who are born-again have the awesome opportunity to have a close, intimate relationship with God Almighty. But unfortunately, not many of us have and enjoy a close, intimate relationship with Him like God wants it to be. The good news is that there are things that can be done by each and every one of us to increase the intimacy between God and us. There are pathways that the Bible tells us that each of us can follow that'll get us to the place where we have the close, intimate relationship with God that He desires to have with us. So let's learn about some of those pathways that'll help us to get there, that is, into a more intimate relationship with Him. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes.
2: See, Jesus was the perfect example of a person that that the father desires each of his sons to be. That's a person who lives a self-emptied life. A person who lives a self-emptied life. To the point that your life ain't about you. Look at your neighbor and say, we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Amen, amen. Amen. Well, your life ain't about you no more. See, Jesus emptied himself of self by taking on the form of a servant and serving his father. He emptied himself of himself by taking on the form of a servant and serving his father. See, that phrase took upon him, when he says he took upon him, that phrase right there means to Take. But it means to take in many possible ways, in many possible ways. But in, no matter which way, which way it happens, you're supposed to take it. Praise God. He took upon himself the form of a servant. Actively, it means to get hold of. Actively, it means to get hold of. See, we need to actively get hold of the will of God for our lives, to live our lives the way that Jesus lived his life. We need to actively get hold of the will of God for our lives to live our lives the way Jesus lived his life. We need to get hold to that. Come on, get hold to that. Get a grasp of that. Get a handle on that. Because if you don't get a handle on that, Satan's still handling you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That You can live a life that God desires you to do. Prayer is one of the ways that we actively get hold of that. When you both shock or both shock up in prayer like God desires you to do then you'll get a chance to be able to allow yourself to become a person that's more willing to do what you want him to do. It's one of the reasons why you gain a prayer life from God. Praise God. Why? Because you're doing it because God told you to. God, you're doing it because God wants you to. Because if the truth is anywhere they told, we ain't going to pray. We ain't going to pray. Most of us ain't going to pray. Pray what? Praise God for what? But that's submissive already, just to do what God said do. Amen. And see, when you pray in tongues, you're demonstrating true submission because you've already submitted your tongue to God, your breath to God, to be able to speak the words that God gives you out, rather than the ones that you wanted to speak out. So you're already demonstrating your submission. That's why tongue talkers are for some submissive people, babes. Tongue talkers get to be some submissive people, praise God, because you're used to daily submitting yourself to God. And saying what he wants you to say. Hallelujah, rather than what you want to say. Praise God. See, you'll you form the prayer the way you want to. God said, no, that ain't the perfect will of God for me. I want you to pray out what I want you to pray out. Praise God. That's, that's actively to get hold of. Passively, it means to, ho- to have offered to one. Passively, it means to have offered to one. See, prayer is one of the ways that we passively have offered to us God's will for our lives. It's what God softly tells you what it is he wants you to do softly inspires you to do the will of God for your life and do what he wants you to do. That's passively. While more violent, violently, it means to seize. It means to seize, praise God. Eastside Detroit say jump on it. <laughs> You're supposed to jump on the will of God. Does anybody hear me over here? I read it out to Eastside Detroit Amplified Version. Eastside Detroit Amplified Version say jump on it like white on rice. Like funk on mess. Like sick 'em to a guard dog. Is anybody hear Me up in here. That's how we're supposed to be jumping on it. We're supposed to be jumping on it like white on rice. Praise God. I know y'all healthy folk don't want ripe whites. Praise God. Amen. I know, I know. Praise God. <laughs> when we find out God's will for our lives, we're supposed to jump on it like brown on your rice then. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> it ought to be like saying sick 'em to a guard dog. Some of y'all don't know nothing about that. I come from the hood, praise God. You used, used, used to teach your dog to do two, three things. Sit, sick him. Some yes. ones in the suburbs that, suburbs that say roll over, too. We taught our dogs, don't you roll over for nobody. Praise God, amen. You from the hood, you don't roll over for nobody. You stay on your feet, sit there until I say sick him. Praise God. When I say sick him, he taking off, boy. You you, you dumb for. Cause that dog be looking at you and looking at the person that that, that they master is and say, "Hey, hey, he the one feed me. She the one feed me." Praise God. I'm about to bite your tail off. Praise God. Well, when you find out the will of God, you supposed to jump on it. Is anybody hearing me? Just like saying "sick'em" to a guard dog. Once we know the will of God, we to be on it. I'm trying, baby. Now, this word took is actually an instrumental particle in the Greek. It's actually an instrumental particle in the Greek. What that means is, is that the word took shows the means by which the action in the main verb made or emptied is accomplished. It shows how the action of, this, of the main verb made or emptied is accomplished. It shows you how it, it happens. In other words, he, sets a, he set aside himself by taking on the form of a servant. He set aside himself by taking on the form of a servant. Now, that word servant right there means bond slave, bond slave. Once again, I can give you all kinds of theological divinations for that because I got A's and all that stuff But the basic, and remember it. But the, but, the, but the premise basically is this. He's a slave by decision, not by necessity. He's a slave by decision, not by necessity. Nobody bought him and made him do this. He chose to do this because another definition for a bond slave is a love slave. He's a love slave, which means I'm a slave to my father because I love him. I'm a slave to my father because he's so good to me. He did not make me do this. I made myself do this. And why did I do this? Because he's so good to me. And because he's so good to me, I'm willing to be good to him. Come on. He's so good to me. I'm willing to be good to him. Don't y'all look at me like you don't know nothing about what I'm talking about. Some of y'all married to somebody that was so good to you that you decided to go ahead and be good to them. Praise God, Amen. (laughs) Then you found out later they was faking. Praise God, Amen. (laughs) Amen. Y'all working that thing. Praise God, Amen. (laughs) Amen. Let's move on past that. Praise God, Amen. But the point I'm raising is, is that it's a slave by decision. And see, see, Paul here is, is saying that he wants us to understand that Jesus was a slave by decision. He didn't have to, but he chose to. Because remember, when he went to fulfill all righteousness, he was right already. So he didn't go to fulfill all righteousness for himself because he was already right. He went to fulfill all righteousness for everybody else. So he did what he did to benefit others. He didn't do what he did to benefit himself. And then he says, this is the mind I want you to have too. That you don't do what you do to benefit you. You do what you do to benefit others. And for those of you who are nervous about that, don't worry. God's going to hook you up because you're hooking his people up. God's going to come through for you because you're coming through the way he wants you to. Because he said he withhold no good thing from them that walk uprightly. When you line up with God the way he told you to, then you're supposed to do what it is he told you to do. Are you listening to me? That's why when John the Baptist was like tripping when he came and said, come on, baptize me, He like, baptize you. Man, I need to be baptized, baptize you. I need to be baptized by you. And he says, suffer to be so now. Eastside Detroit said, boy, do what I said do. And, and, and Eastside Detroit says, he said, all right. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> you say so. All right, you say So he did it. That's what suffering means. That's what he did. So he did it because he said, boy, I ain't doing this for me. I am doing this for you because if I were baptize you now, you would just be a a wet sinner. But if you let me do what I'm about to do, you're going to be saved forever. So just do what I'm telling you to do. Just like the Lord is telling us, just do what I'm telling you to do. Well what, well, what does this got to do with me? Nothing. It's got to do with everything for everybody else. Does anybody hear me up in here? But if you let me do what I do, watch what I do for you. Yeah. But you got to be obedient first. Turn to John chapter 13, please. We're almost through for today. St. John chapter 13. John <laughs> chapter 13. See, G- Jesus laid aside himself, all self, in order to do what God told him to do. We'll start reading verse one. We'll see how Jesus laid aside his garment and took upon a servant's garment to minister to his disciples. And remember, he's our example. He's our example. Start reading verse one. It says now, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the father, having loved his own, which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. I love that. The Bible says that Jesus loved them. That word right there in the Greek is the word agapeo, which basically means I love them much. He loved much. It just wasn't no little bit of love. This was some this was like uh, 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 a whole bunch of love. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Jesus yeah. loved them, just like he loved you. He loved you a whole lot. So he went to do what he was gonna do to demonstrate this love that he had. Praise God. He said. Having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. I like that. He said he loved them unto the end. The word end means to the point aimed at as a limit. The point aimed at, aimed at as a limit. That's important because by implication it means the conclusion. Jesus loved them all the way up to the conclusion. See, God wants you to begin to be a person that loves people all the way up to the conclusion, that you love God all the way up to the conclusion. What is the conclusion? the conclusion? It is, the, it, is, it is the point that he wants you to reach. See, if you don't love somebody unto the conclusion, you're only going to go so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you're going to stop right there. Amen. Yeah. We'll be like, yeah, Lord, I want to do your will. Oh, I'll do your will, Lord. Oh, And then Jesus said, do this right here. We'd be like, no. He'd <laughs> be like, oh, see, man, no. Hold up. And then we don't went to so many places with bad teaching. We'd be like, no, God would never have me end up with less ever. Ultimately, but in between there, y'all getting quiet. In, in, in between there, you might end up with less for a little while. But he told you, praise God, according to the teaching, learn to be content with such as you have. Paul said, I learned the secret of all things. That's whether I'm a based or a bound. It's all right. I'm good. Is anybody hearing me up in here? You got to learn to be good with whatever you got. Why? Because you still got God. As long as you got God, God's going to get you through. Is anybody hearing me up in here? You don't got all this bad teaching that you're always supposed to have a knot in your pocket. You want to not, roll up some toilet paper, put it in your pocket. Praise God. We'll walk out with that. Amen. Is anybody here? man? out there? Just do the will of God. Just do what he tell you to do. Hallelujah. God would never take me through this. You don't know him. He said, I'll be with you through the fire and through the floods. That means you're in fire and floods. Praise God. Is anybody here for here? He said, let the weak say I'm strong. But see, y'all want to go straight to strong. You got to be, you, he talking about people who are weak first. That don't mean you got to be weak. But if you end up weak, even if you're in there for a week, so what? You just keep saying you strong. God going to bring you through. He said, let the poor, you mean there's folk who poor? Y'all looking at Not me, hold on, hold on. I ain't claiming that. <laughs> well, let's move on then, praise God. It said, now, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew his hour was come, that he should depart out of the world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end, all the way up to the end. And supper being ended, the eating was over the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the father had given all things into his hand and that he was come from God and went to God, he rises from supper and laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. Notice now in order for him to do this, he not only loved to the point that he was willing to go into the end, but he also knew that the Father had given all things in his hand. Remember, he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but yet made himself of no reputation. Here he is equal with God because God don't put everything into his hands. Everything that God's got, he's done put in his hands. He already know that. So I got everything I got. I'm good. Most of us, we'd be satisfied with that and willing to lay back and just chill out and don't do nothing and leave it to everybody else. Praise God. But Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things into his hands and, and that he was... Uh, uh, was come from God and went to God. He knew he was coming from God. He, he knew he came from God, knew he went from God. In other words, Jesus knew exactly who he was and, 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 and he knew exactly what the Father put in his hands. He knew that he came from God. He knew that he was going back to God. He knew where he came from and he knew where he was going. See, when you know where you come from, know where you're going and you're a person that's willing to submit to do whatever it is God wants you to do. Because he rises from supper and laid aside his garment, laid aside his garment. See, one's garment, he laid aside his garment and took a towel and girded himself. What you doing, Jesus? He laying aside his garment and then he take a towel. Baby, baby, know what he doing. Now his garment, that word garment right there translates cloak, cloak. It's talking about his outer, outer, outer garment. Praise God. Or it can also be the inner garment. Praise God. But in both cases, this is talking about representing righteousness. Because if it's the outer garment, it's the robe of righteousness. If it's the, if it's the inner garment, then that's the one on which the righteousness sits. And that also is made up to represent righteousness because it's, it's made of what's called linen. Whenever you read in, in, in scripture about linen, linen always represents righteousness. Praise God. So Jesus laid, this is deep, laid aside his coat, laid aside his royal coat. This is the family coat that shows that who he really is and everything else like that because he's represented by your coat. He laid aside that and put on a towel in order to be able to serve his disciples. Here he is, the Lord of glory. He laid aside his coat in order to be able to serve them and put on a towel, wrapped himself up in a towel. Now that word towel right there, also means linen cloth, linen cloth. Linen, once again, represents righteousness. It represents righteousness. So notice, in other words, he was still righteous when he was serving them, just like he was righteous when he was washing their feet. He was still righteous before he served them or just as righteous while he was serving them as he was when he uh, was, was laying there or sitting there eating. He merely used his righteousness to now serve people rather than to just wear for himself. See, initially his righteousness was just for himself. But then he laid aside the righteousness that represented for himself to put on righteousness that would then allow him to be able to be a blessing unto somebody else. See, a lot of false teaching going on today about all this grace, grace and stuff, which is biblical in relationship to grace. It is available, but it teaches you that because you're righteous, you ought not do nothing. Everything else is works. You align your breath thing, because Jesus Christ took off his coat and wrapped himself up with a linen towel, which represents righteousness. But this is the righteousness which allows you to go to work. This is the righteousness that allows you to serve other people, which means that because you're righteousness, your works don't stop. It's just that your works change from works that get you right with God that to works that help other people get right with God. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Your works change from just showing it to everybody to being able to go and doing what's necessary so that everybody can do what he want to do. Well, how about this? You've been righteous for a while. You've been wearing the coat of righteousness for a while. Now it's time to strap on your righteousness so you can go to work. Y'all not hearing me up in here? That linen represents righteousness. In other words, he was still righteous when he was serving them just like he was righteous before he started washing their feet. He merely used his righteousness now to serve others. That's why he used a towel. The towel represents righteousness. That was, wear, that was, wearing, that was uh, uh, being worn in order to cleanse others, hundredfold in their life, in order to be able to cleanse others. Because remember, he was cleansed already. Because he represented, the high, he represented the priest, and he was now about to bring other priests into the priesthood. And if I had time to teach it, I ain't got time to teach it, that a priest couldn't step into the priesthood until another priest washed him. That's one of the reasons why Jesus needed John the Baptist to baptize him. Because John the Baptist represented the priest that was going to allow Jesus to enter into the priesthood because his ministry started right after that. Well, then now he's about to go back to the father. So he's doing what's necessary to get the rest of the disciples ready to take over the ministry that he started. Say, let me wash your feet now. Why? Because you've been walking through this world. You've been walking your lifestyle. Because remember, your feet are what it is that that gives you your walk. (laughs) And so your walk represents your lifestyle. So what he wanted to do is clean up their lifestyle so that now they will walk the way God wants them to walk. Rather than walk tainted by the world system. And see a lot of us have been walking tainted by the world system. That's why we still go to to work we go. But when it comes time to do the will of God we say no. But he said no I need to wash your feet. I need to wash your feet. Because your feet are covered with the world. Rather than the preparation of the gospel of peace. Your your feet covered with the world. And so he strapped on his towel and began to wash their feet. This gets good right here. I hope you're listening. What verse we leave off on all up in there. Yeah. All up in there. So afterward he poured water in a basin and began to wash the disciples feet. Water represents the word of God and the word of God is what changes your walk to the point that you just walking for yourself, that you begin to start walking into the priesthood and do what God wants you to do and to wipe them with the towel, wherein he was, was girded. That's righteousness. Then cometh he to Simon Peter and Peter said unto him, Lord. Does thou wash my feet? Jesus answered and said unto him, please listen to this answer. What I do, thou knowest not now. Now, you're going to understand it later, but not now. But thou shalt know hereafter. You might not understand what I'm doing right now, but you're going to know know later. And when you know from that point forward, you're going to understand it. Just like God's going to be able to do things, beginning to do things in many of y'all lives, that's beginning to change your walk. You're having desires to do things that you never had a desire to do, and you still don't understand it. Don't try to figure it out now. You're going to understand it later. Just keep moving forward and letting God do what he want to do in your life. But listen to what he said in verse 8. And he said, Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet, Jesus. Never wash my feet. He's thinking they being be in all religion. Never wash my feet. You the Lord of glory. You'll never wash my feet. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus answered him said, If I wash thee not. Thou has no part with me. If thou wash me not, if I don't wash your feet, you ain't gonna have no part with me. This is interesting.
1: Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I really hope that you've seen what the word of God says about the increased intimacy that God wants us to have with Him in our lives. I hope even more that you see the importance of having increased intimacy with God like He wants to have with me and you. Because if you do, then you'll do what you need to do to follow the pathways to the increased intimacy with God that His Word lays out for me and you so that God can get what He wants. That is, increased intimacy with me and you. If you want to hit a message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210 7859238 That's area code 210 7859238 Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassie Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop it off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you, it'll be a blessing to you when you do. By the way, did you know, Are You Ready for the Word is on YouTube, too. There's all kinds of messages there for you to hear and see on demand that'll flat out bless you. And when you get the chance, check out our website, too. It's at wofsa.com. First letters, a word of faith, San Antonio. That's w o f s a dot com. You'll be blessed there too. I guarantee you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all
0: stay blessed. See you tomorrow.